It's time to bet it all. This is Bet MGM Tonight, live from BetQL. And we're coast to coast with Trist out in Portland. Ryan, Nick here, DC Studios. We're on Twitch, YouTube, and the Odyssey app nationwide on the BetQL network. Got a lot of baseball on. Cubs baseball about to start. Need Little League tonight. World Series. You know, the sign of summer is Little League World Series for me. Like, that's when you know sports aren't quite there yet, but you're at that spot where there's a little bit more going on. I don't yeah. know why. Little League World Series is something I used to watch growing up. I had family that played Little League, too. They'd come, like, there's something about it, man. He just makes you think of we're getting just a little bit closer. It's towards the end of the summer. Yeah, and shout out to my uh, Uncle Mike, who, swear to God, gave me a text message today around 2.30 p.m. asking me if I knew any offshore markets or legal markets that were uh, offering odds for the Little League World <laughs> Series because he wanted to bet Texas. So I did not. I didn't have anything. Nothing? No, not, not, not one thing? No, no, no. Not Little League World Series. Would either of you, if there was a market, ever bet on the Little League World Series? Uh, no. no. Yeah. That's where, that's where I drew. Maybe. Maybe if D- Daniel Monte's taking the mound at 18, pitching against a bunch of 12-year-olds <laughs> again. But no, it makes me feel a little dirty, especially being a father of a 9-year-old. Like, I don't want to bet on his buddies. <laughs> I ain't got no kids. I ain't got no kids. I'll use them as a way to increase my pocketbook. I, like Michael Jordan once said. Yeah. That Daniel Monte story, I forgot about that. Have they, how have no we not got a 30 for 30 on that yet? Or have we? And I don't know about it. No, we haven't. Uh, no, was he, he was in the Yankees farm system for a while, wasn't he? Was, he was, yeah. I Google him like once every three years. What's he doing now? Just have you like, caught up with him recently? I, I don't know, like delivering pizzas. He, he was in like the... Just the, retired, actually. He's, was the, he's of retirement age now. Dead. Oh, come oh, on, man. Nick. He thought he meant from like the I league. I thought he meant no, from like, I was no. like, did he play? In the, yeah. He's so playing for the Joliet Slammers. He's got to have a throbbing headache. The jokes are definitely going to go over my head tonight. I'm just being honest with you. My brain is not functioning right now at all. Anyway, nobody cares about that. Pam Maldonado yeah, jumps on with us. Yahoo Sportsbook. We don't want to leave you waiting. We got the BMW Championship coming up this week. So let's get the big, big picture. We always like to start off with that with you. Give us the lay of the land, the course, and whose game benefits from this course. Oh, man, this is a really tough week. It's the BMW Championship. There's only 50 players in the field. And for me, this was the most difficult because in my eyes, everybody could contend. These are the best top 50 players in the world. Olympia Fields, we only have one year of course history for these players back in 2020. So what can you really gather? Because back then, it was not only a different type of course layout, but the weather was different. Um, The players were different. Technology was different, even just a few years back. So you can't really utilize that. So with just 50 players in the field, you all you can do is just kind of take an aerial view of the shot, which you can find on YouTube, and kind of go from there. And what I see is that it's very narrow, and if you miss right or left, you're in the trees. Um, and the course back then, even in 2020, the best score, the winning score was minus was 400. So it is it should be difficult. Um, it's pretty thick, fast and green, fast and fast and firm greens. And it's been raining a lot this week. Um, So you're looking at players that are going to be solid ball strikers because now the greens are going to be a lot more receptive. And if you can pin it high and give yourself a birdie opportunity, that's what I'm looking for. So I'm looking for accuracy off the tee. And can you hit solid with your iron play? Who who does that rule out for you? (laughs) I mean, there is still, like, it's only 50 players, but still, like, players like maybe even, like, Adam Hadwin, who loses strokes off the tee. Um, I mean, there's like a good load of players. Uh, maybe Brendan Todd, who doesn't have, he may have the accuracy, but he doesn't have the distance. Somebody even like um, maybe Cam Young, 
Um, he has he's he can bomb it off the tee, but he lacks the accuracy. So you kind of have to like weigh strengths and weaknesses of a player and if it fits their mold. But it's kind of like I said, this was a very difficult week for me. It's very rare that I'm like, I don't know. So I'm just kind of going with <laughs> the who I think has just been the best player all year, regardless of recent form. Yeah, I was looking at the top of the board. You got Rory and Scotty both seven to one. I kind of like John Rahm ten to one. How do you feel about Rahm? And then uh, you know, talk about who you do like as far as outrights as well. I mean, John Rahm is a player that he's. I mean, you have he's in the top four, right? It's John Rahm, it's uh, Scotty Scheffler, and Rory McIlroy, the top three. So he should be a player that does contend. Now, the, another thing that I was looking at is I the only comp course that I kind of compared it to was that of the PGA Championship at Oak Hill. And so I'm looking at players that have done well at that course as well. And so for me, for John Rahm, he has two rounds there. He obviously won the BMW Championship back in 2020. It's a different course. But the PGA Championship, which is just this year in May, he had T50 because he is struggling around the green. This is, a, to me, a course where you kind of have to be good around the greens because they're very undulated. There's a good chance that you're going to miss it. So um, he lost strokes off the tee at the FedEx St. Jude, losing two strokes there. He's been really wonky around the green. So for me, he hasn't been as sharp with his irons as I would like him to be. He's kind of been neutral. He's lost, or he's maybe barely, barely gained. So he hasn't had the consistency. So the player that <laughs> – I'm telling you, I kind of went all over the place this week. I posted on Instagram. I was like, you know what? I had like five players. I was so yeah. certain that Rory McIlroy was going to win. And then by the end of it, I was like, you know what? Scotty Scheffler, that is who I am rolling with because he has been the best player in 2023 regardless of him sucking at putting. Let's just be real. He has been one of the worst putters <laughs> on tour. So I'm like, there's no better time for Scheffler to just put it all together. There's only 50 players in the field. The greens are going to be hard for everybody. And because of that, I'm going with Scheffler this week. There's been no better ball striker then Scheffler since Tiger Woods. Yeah, I was looking at him. I was no, looking I'll... at Rom, and then like the other guy that I was looking at really quick, Corey Connors went from forty-five to one down to forty to one at BetMGM. How do you feel about him? I've you know heard a couple different people bring up his name, which scares me a little bit. I mean, yeah, he's great off the tee for both accuracy and for distance. My concern is that he's lost strokes with his irons in back-to-back -back tournaments at the Open and at at the FedEx St. Jude. Um, that's fine because I don't like a player that loses with their irons. A player that loses with their putter, that is the most volatile part of any golf game. A player that loses with his irons, I need to not have that player on my card because that is something where it becomes more mental than it does physical. So if you're losing it in one tournament, cool. If you lose it in back-to-back, -back, that could become a problem for me, especially on a course like this with the amount of rain that they have had. You're not going to get a lot of roll off of your tee shot, so I need you to be a very long ball hitter, and that's not Corey Connors. So I'm not interested in him backing him for a top for anything. Pam, I don't know if you need to talk me off of this ledge or not, but this is what I'm going to at least looking at. Lucas Glover has won back-to-back -back tournaments. He's 33 to one to win this. I mean, he's climbing up though. He's climbing up the FedEx Cup points list. He's fourth. Do, do we ride the momentum here? Should I put a little sprinkle on 33 to one, Lucas Glover? I'm the worst person for Lucas Glover. I called him <laughs> to win. The, I called him. No, I called him to win the 3M Open, and he missed the cut. 
And yeah. somebody was like, Pam, so we're backing Lucas Glover again this week, right? For the Wyndham <laughs> Championship. I was like, you know what? He missed the cut last week. And then look, back-to-back -back wins. So it's like, I so mean. So can you, can you mush him one to? more time? Can you mush him one more time for me so I can bet him at 33 he, to 1? That'd be great Lucas if you Glover could. Lucas Glover will not be winning three yes. tournaments in a row. That would be absurd. Yes. So that means yes. you sprinkle a little bit of because you never know. <laughs> there you go. I love it. I love it. I'm in. But, but you have to. But at this point, you kind of have to because he has been absolutely phenomenal. If you give me a player that is not only a good ball striker, which is what he has been, he's gaining strokes both off the tee and with his iron shots, but who can absolutely just like turn it on with this putter, that's why he's winning because he's gaining a lot of strokes with his putter in back-to-back -back tournaments. So you give me both, that is not only momentum, that's a little bit of luck involved, sprinkling a little bit, never hurt anybody. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious, Pam. So Tommy Fleetwood is has the sixth shortest odds uh, to win the tournament. Do you think he ever breaks through? He's fourth in total strokes gained over the last three months. He has 22 top fives on tour without a win, which is the most on the PGA Tour. Yeah. Like, What's your take on him? That's exactly the stat that I was going to give. <laughs> he has all of those, and he hasn't had a win. Um, he was actually on my short list for this week where I was like, you know what? This is his time. This is He's due. He's been phenomenal off the tee. He has a couple, a few top five finishes, second at the RBC Canada, T6 in the Scottish Open, and more importantly, T3, the most recent tournament, which is the FedEx St. Jude. He's gaining strokes in absolutely every category that he plays in three straight, which is why he has three straight top ten finishes. Uh, the, yes, you should be backing Fleetwood in some form or fashion because he is probably the hottest player on tour within the last three tournaments. You're talking about super recent form the last 12 rounds, which is kind of what you have to do when the field is only 50 strong of the best players. Look at who is coming in with a hot hand, and that is, Fleetwood is definitely one of those players. Is there anything else or anybody else that you like this weekend as far as maybe top fives or top tens or in matchups or just people that you're staying away from? Out of all of the names, I mean, you have obviously some of the best players. Terrell Hatton has been one of my favorites. Rory McIlroy has been one of my favorites, who's now picking up hot on the fourth round. Um, we're talking about Scotty Shuffler here. But the only name that I was like, oh, my God, I'm really excited about is somebody that nobody's paying attention to, the Australian pro, Cam Davis. He's plus 125 for a top 20, 50 to 1. Well, you can even find him 60 to 1 on some shops. But he is playing some really great golf. He has four top 20 finishes in his last five starts, three straight top 10s, T6 at the FedEx St. Jude. He's gained strokes in every single category in three straight tournaments. I'm talking about Fleetwood. Why are you not talking about Cam Davis? And why is he not on the shorter list, shorter odds list at 50 to 1 or better? I mean, yeah, and... He, I'm talking about uh, the PGA Championship being similar, Oak Hill Country Club being similar to Olympia Fields. Well, he finished T4 in his debut there, gaining 10 strokes ball striking. And I'm looking at a ball striker this week. He finished T6 in the Players' Championship, which is another strong field event. I Probably my favorite play this week is Cam Davis, whether it works out or not, just because the odds are so off compared to how strong he's been playing. Talking to Pam Maldonado, uh, over in the NFL, we've been trying to figure out the NFC North. Obviously, there's a Packers fan sitting next to me here, and it's uh, he's gotten very high on that team. I, I don't know what to make of it. I mean, Detroit's the favorite. Maybe some of this is just going the Detroit Lions winning a division. It's hard to fathom that. Uh, I, I still feel like throwing just completely ignoring Minnesota when they were bad defensively last year and won 13 games. I I'm not willing to do that. Where are you on the winner of the NFC North? How are we not all on the Lions? As long as Dan Campbell is the head coach, 
I want I believe that Detroit has the best opportunity to win the NFC North this year. You have to look at the rushing offense. They fit in for 2023. They're going to be facing only one defense in the top 10 for opponent yards per rush attempt. You're going to have two really good running backs in Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. They're going to be able to utilize that run game. They're going to be able to limit some of the take off some of the pressure out of uh, off of quarterback Jared Goff, who let's admit he had a really great season last year. And why did Goff do so well? Because you have a head coach in Dan Campbell who knows what he's doing. He learned how to figure out how to maximize Goff's abilities, and that was shorten his target depth. He lowered it from eight and a half. All of a sudden, he had all these interceptions. So he's like, okay, let's step back. Let's lower your target depth to, to six and a half. And then what happens? Goff ended up with the second fewest interceptions in the second half of the season. That is a head coach that is paying attention to analytics. That is the head coach that I want to back. So as much as I love the players that are on the field, it's also about having Campbell as a head coach who knows how to maximize the talent that he has on the field. And I'm really excited about the defense as well because after they fired Aubrey Pleasant, who is the defensive back coach, after week eight, they were allowing 32 points per game. After firing him, 20 points per game. Now you give the Lions a full offseason to get better in some of those areas. I'm super excited for the Lions. I only have one NFL jersey. I'm pretty sure I'm going to get my second one, and it's going to be Lions-related. <laughs> Tell me where you're at, Pam, on the Packers, though, because they're, what, plus 500 to win the NFC North. Jordan Love, so far, in the limited action that he's got in the preseason, has looked pretty good. You would think that they would try to make him like a game manager. Two good running backs. They were supposed to have a good defense. Where are you at on them? It's about experience for me. I'm talking about Dan Campbell having loads of experience. Uh, Jared Goff, loads of experience. And now you want to give me Jordan Love, who has only one career start, 50 completions. And then with wide receivers, if you look at the receiving core, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, both of them combined have no more, or not combined, but both of them have no more than 42 receptions. Inexperience becomes a thing in the NFL. That's just a lot of inexperienced talent. And now you're going up against some of the best coaches. Dan Campbell's one of them. Sean Payton is back in the mix. Arthur Smith is phenomenal when it comes to the ground game. Now you're going to be playing against some of the best quarterbacks, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes. And then you're going to be playing against teams that are all expected to be improved from last year to this year. I'm counting the Bears as one of them. Saints getting a new quarterback is one of them. Even the Panthers improving their defense is one of them. So that's a lot of teams that are on the rise, and you're brand new to the scene, Jordan Love. Prove it to me first. So until then, back the Packers under 7.5. I'm not interested in taking them to win this division at all. Pam Maldonado, Yahoo Sportsbook, and maybe on the Lions payroll with that pitch for them to win in the division. Love it. <laughs> Good talking to you again, Pam. Thanks, guys. Yeah, and uh, make sure that you take your swing for the fences at the free-to-play PGA three-ball challenge, revealing your roster of golfers for each week's tournament. Players with the best-performing golfers are going to snag awesome weekly prizes. You get a chance to be entered for a shot to win the end of season grand prize too, which is a foursome at TPC Sawgrass, three grand withdrawable bonus dollars used for travel accommodations, food and beverage. Be the ball and play for keeps with the king of sports books. Sports books. Pet MGM tonight. God, I can't speak tonight. John Heyman will help us out next. It's Pet MGM tonight.